And good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live here on AM 1030 KVY, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation and talk about the people, ideas and issues shaping Tucson's future. That's what we do here every day, Monday through Friday on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. And a fun show ahead today. I've been looking forward to this one. And uh, it's been good to be with you here this week. We've covered a lot of ground uh, first of all, always like to welcome in our listeners uh, and Matt Neely making the magic happen on the other side of the glass. As always, around here, we call Thursday Friday Eve. So happy Friday Eve, Matt. Always good to be with you. Well, in that case, happy Friday Eve to you too, Zach. <laughs> We're almost there, hey, you man. Know what? Uh, we are almost we are almost there, uh, but not because we're trying to rush the week. Uh, we we enjoy what we do. This is fun to get to talk about the issues. Uh, throughout the hour, you can give us a call, 520-790-2040. We do have a couple of guests who will be on with us today, and sometimes it's hard to fit phone calls in around there. We do our best. Certainly, uh, um, uh, call earlier than later. Uh, later calls just are really hard, but give us a call earlier and we can have a conversation. Uh, here in just a moment, in our second segment, we're going to hear from Amanda Bruno live from Arizona's Economic Development Conference, The Art of Innovation, which, drumroll, is being hosted here in sunny Tucson, Arizona. And uh, we're going to talk about what the conference is about, why it's here, and then what are the Tucson and Southern Arizona implications, what's being discussed around specifically Tucson here in our region uh, around economic development. Uh, to close out our hour, we're going to sit down uh, with my friend Justin Lukasevich, who was just hired as the new CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. We're going to talk about where that organization um, is, is going. But first, a few words from me again. The phone line is 520-790-2040. In the the frame of economic development, I got to uh, give a talk yesterday uh, around a number of the themes that we actually talk about here on the show quite a bit. Uh, I got to talk about uh, the normal people's scorecard uh, and got to talk about what is the kind of economic potential, the future look like? What do we need to do to really become a thriving region um, that has a variety of jobs and economic development um, that is happening? Uh, and I won't get into all of it, but related to uh, the conversation we're going to have here with Amanda, I, there is a realization dawning on me, uh, and that is that uh, the group of us, there were some on Zoom yesterday, there were some in person, and we were all talking about what are the industries uh, that Tucson could really thrive in. It has a, a natural gift for that we need to lean into. And uh, there's actually a number of things that if we put some effort in that direction, we could certainly put a little bit more gas on the fire. Um, And I I talk a lot about on the show the New Economy Initiative, which is the Board of Regents and the state legislature coming together and telling the three state universities, here uh, are the areas that we think each of your universities are really skilled at, that you could provide a value to the state, but also your region. Of course, I won't get into it because I probably do it once or twice a week at this point, but for the University of Arizona, uh, it's mining, it's space and defense. And it's health sciences. I, I didn't come up with this. It's not my words. It's not my things. 
but some smart people across the state seem to think the University of Arizona uh, is really good at doing that. So I always throw these things out, and it never fails. Uh, and I love this, by the way. Keep them coming. But it never fails. I'll get in by social media. I'll get in by email. I'll get in the chat section. Uh, someone saying, yeah, uh, but what about sustainability, that field? What about ag tech? What about the movie industry? And it's been interesting to navigate those questions because I am in no way saying that there's only three things um, that this region is strong in or that there are only three things that we should only focus on. But when I start to get in the different visions and the different thoughts and the different industries that people bring up, it becomes clearer to me um, that the challenge of this region, the one we're listening from, Tucson and Southern Arizona, is I don't think we have a clear sense, a clear focus, a clear connection between our public sector, private sector, academia, and knowing what we're good at. We don't have a clear vision of where we're going and what we want to be doing and what we want to be good at. Now, why do I bring that up? I didn't want to just observe that and drop the mic and leave. I think if you look at different parts of the state, certainly Maricopa, certainly the Phoenix area, you see the border regions and the state legislature saying ASU you're going to become an engineering hub. ASU says, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and takes 10 years to ramp up one of the largest uh, engineering colleges in the country, pumping out the most talent, uh, en route to a broad vision for Arizona being a semiconductor state. But you see it all connects. There is a purpose. There is a plan. There is an understanding. Now, it doesn't mean other industries don't land. Of course they do. We, we know that Phoenix and Maricopa is blowing up. But there is a clear understanding of where we are going, what we need to be doing, and what it takes to get there. And, and, and I am starting to think, and I say this out of love, this is not to poke or prod anybody in the eye at this point. Maybe that needs to happen. I'm not doing that today. But I think our approach regionally has been very scattershot, has been very shotgun approach has been very disconnected. Our state, our region, our cities, our counties, our towns, we're not aligned on the potential direction of this region. And I think we need to be. I think that's the next step. So that's kind of the lead into uh, a segment with Amanda Bruno, uh, who is the co-chair of the Economic Development Conference statewide that is being hosted here in Tucson. I want to fit a call in very quick before we go to a break in two minutes. Uh, Matt, let's get uh, another Matt on the line. Matt with a call on economic development. Matt, thanks for calling and hanging on the line. You're live on the air. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, Zach, on the issue of economic development that uh, I believe they'll be addressing at La Paloma today is going to be water, which is the biggest issue to affect not just uh, southern Arizona, Arizona, but probably uh, the entire United States. Um, and we should be a leading, absolutely should be the leading um, initiator on water technology. I mean, that is where we're going to make the biggest changes in uh, in water. Uh, one of the California's biggest 
institutes, the Pacific Institute, um, basically wrote a report on how renewables and technology can dramatically change um, California's position in water, and that we should have been writing that report. Uh, now, you, you talk about the region. Again, water is the thing that will affect uh, every uh, major aspect from, from uh, housing uh, to business, relocation to um, agriculture. And um, but 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 you brought up the key point, which is uh, technology is is the leader, and the universe. And besides, but that's not the only thing. We have the Elder School uh, of Law. We have the Elder School of Business. We have the uh, University of Arizona Law School. We have the optics industry. We have the space sciences industry. We have so many opportunities. We should. The, the one thing the University of Arizona should be, it should be the Stanford, the Stanford, uh, the standard. That should be the standard. The University mm-hmm. of Arizona should be the Stanford uh, of Arizona. Uh, Matt, I love the call and I love the comment. And uh, as you were finishing, uh, Amanda is uh, entering the green room uh, from La Paloma, the beauty of live local radio where we can have folks call in. We're going to talk about this economic development conference that is being hosted in Tucson. But on my way out, I want to say, Matt, you're absolutely right. For the fifth year in a row, the University of Arizona has earned the top spot in the United States for its work in the field of water resources. I've said more than uh, than once on this show, yes, water is uh, a challenge of the day, but there is no reason why uh, a university that hosts some of the smartest people in the world on this issue that we can't figure out how to solve it, how to make it better, and how to provide the resources to have a sustainable future. I don't just mean sustainable environmentally. I mean technologically, economically, population growth. There's just no room for excuses anymore. We've got some of the smartest people in the areas we most need them right here. Let's get to work. Someone that's gotten to work uh, on these issues uh, and certainly through the uh, conference that we're going to talk about today. It's the Arizona Association for Economic Development statewide. Uh, They are hosting their annual conference right here in sunny Tucson. We're going to talk to the co-chair of that conference right after this short break. The art of innovation that we're going to talk about it on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started here on Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. We'll be right back. The next generation of talk. Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. 1030, The Voice. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest, Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. 
Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Zach Yenser here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offer. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here live on AM1030 KVUI, The Voice. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Now with us calling uh, from La Paloma is Amanda Bruno, project manager for the Department of Economic Initiatives at the city of Tucson, but calling uh, in her role as vice chair of Arizona's economic uh, the, for the Arizona's Economic Development Conference put on by the Arizona Association for Economic Development. Amanda, I know you are used to a million acronyms in your world. That was a mouthful for me, but I think we made it happen. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. I know you're super busy today, but I'm very excited that uh, this statewide conference is being hosted here in Tucson. And uh, tell us a little bit about the conference and how you made it happen. How, does it, how did it get here to Tucson? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun having it here in Tucson. Um, we we do this every year as AAED. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, we had to put it off for the last couple of years. We had sort of like a, a shortened version last year, a one-day event. Um, so this year, we're back fully in person. We're in Tucson region. Um, and that was a decision that was actually made for the 2020 conference. Um, but because of COVID and we had to cancel it, um, we we pushed it back for this conference, and so thankfully the hotel was still ready to have us, um, and we we get to be here in Tucson. And I'm fully pushing for us to also have this event here in Tucson next year too. So we'll see how that goes. 
I love it. Keep pushing. And uh, um, I want to talk about it because it is a statewide conference. It addresses statewide yeah. issues. So we'll zoom out to that in a second. But, but when you um, are looking to host and show people what's happening economically here in Tucson, where do you go? What does that look like? What are we showcasing here in this region? One of my favorite parts of this conference, um, we were able to create an add-on option for a mobile tour of downtown Tucson. So we had about 50 people sign up for that. They got here early. They arrived yesterday. Um, and we took them from the resort right to downtown Tucson. Um, and so that, that, was, that was amazing. I mean, if you're talking about economic development um, and revitalization, I mean, that's downtown. So we, we started at La Paloma, um, and then we heard from Edmund Marquez of Rio Nuevo on the drive down, and he kind of told us how that district works and, and why they're a valuable tool in our economic development toolbox here in Tucson. Um, and then we took them to City Park, the Hexagon building, and talked about that project and, and what it meant for downtown Tucson as a retention of an important company and, and just kind of like the use of that building. Um, and then we, we stopped at the Flynn and talked about um, some of our local incentives, how those play into development um, in our region and, and residential in downtown Tucson is a big deal for us, as you know. Um, so seeing some of that new construction was exciting. And then we got on the streetcar and we, we went to the Mercado and the Mercado Annex and we spent the afternoon there with um, the Gadsden Company and talked about their plans and transit-oriented development in that area. Uh, Amanda so Bruno with us. We, we want to talk about um, economic development in Tucson. Yeah. Downtown is a wonderful place to start. Well, as a segue to uh, right now happening, thank you for calling us during this, uh, but Dr. Uh, Robbins, the president of the University of Arizona, uh, is keynoting the conference right now, along, moderated by one of our other friends, Eric Smith, the executive director of UACI. Uh, what is Dr. Robbins expected to talk about in terms of the new economy initiative and the innovations coming out of our University of Arizona? Yeah, so he, he is on right now. Um, when he, he was talking about the, the university, um, their ability to get the designation of Hispanic Serving Institute and what that has meant for them in terms of being able to leverage um, federal grants and, um, and additional resources that come along with that. Um, he's talking about the strategic plan at the University of Arizona and the economic development pillar specifically and how um, they're using the plans that were developed with the new economy initiative um, to, to make a more economically sustainable Tucson and, and state, really. Um, I, you know what, I, I wish I could tell you what else he was talking about, but he was, he was on for about five minutes and I ran out. Um, but I did get to see him twice before he, before he went up. And I mean, I, I think that the folks in that room right now are in for a really great presentation. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even just talking about the new economy initiative, which we sort of talked about in the first segment of the mm -hmm. show today, you know, around what the university of Arizona is driving around mining around space and defense and health sciences, not to mention, as one caller mentioned, uh, our Water Resources Institute and research here is the top in the nation. So lots of great stuff happening here. Um, let's, let's zoom out to the state level, um, Amanda. What, what do you expect is going to be the energy and the topics and the conversation around the uh, economic development in a state that is absolutely booming right now. We are one of the, I think, top 10 or 17 states best recovering in the union per the White House this week. Uh, we're, we're doing a great job. What was the conversation going to be on a statewide level? Yeah, so our um, actually our next speaker following Dr. Robbins is Dominic Papa with Amazon Web Services talking about how we can leverage um, various technologies to create smarter communities. Um, 
So that, I think, is going to be a really exciting one that can apply to any community. I think there's a lot of potential there for small communities, large communities, rural, urban. Um, we're also going to hear from our own Felipe Garcia and Jonathan Mabry um, and some of the folks at the City of Gastronomy. And we're going to talk kind of about how to leverage cultural assets, such as that City of Gastronomy designation. Um, and similar in the Verde Valley, they've got, I don't want to butcher it, I want to say it's like a a viticultural, some sort of cool designation around um, the wine region up there. And so we're going to put those two side by side to talk about how you can kind of like use those tools that have been traditionally thought of as like tourism tools uh, to drive economic development. And so we know that there's a ton of activity happening around the state, um, especially in, in the greater Phoenix area. But we're kind of we're kind of looking at some of the more like, I want to say like kind of the more fun stuff. Like we're going to talk about like food and the city of gastronomy and we're going to talk about wine and how how to like build off of those really cool and unique things um, that are kind of like really special to Arizona. And tomorrow we'll talk about film uh, in yes, uh, in yes. the region as well. I see another big one. Yep. Yeah. And so Very we'll cool. have um, our own Sam Crudio there and um, Peter from Film Tucson. So a lot of Tucson representation um, here today, which is really wonderful. But yeah, they're going to do a really fun film session um, along with some of the folks at the ACA kind of sharing what they're doing to prepare other communities to be film ready as an industry is hopefully looking to make a comeback in Arizona. Amanda is Bruno, Amanda Bruno is with us. Words are hard today. Uh, a project manager with the city of Tucson's Department of Economic Initiatives, uh, but here really in her role as the co-chair of this conference called the Art of Innovation, Arizona's Economic Development Conference, an annual conference of the Arizona Association overall for economic development. Any, any final words, Amanda, as we zoom back locally real quick? Uh, anything that we should be having on our radar listening around the economic outlook and development of Tucson and our region? You know, I think um, I just want to emphasize what a collaborative effort this has been. I mean, it's a statewide organization, but bringing it in Tucson and pulling it off, I mean, we had so many regional partners step up, even at the last minute, um, and help with everything. And so I just, I want to make it, like, just as clear as I can that our economic development team in Tucson is really strong. Everybody gets, like, I mean, we all work very, very well together. Um, and now I'm surrounded by, like, very talented colleagues from around the state and around the region, and I feel nothing but optimistic about Arizona's economic development outlook. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And Amanda, thanks for your work for bringing this conference here. And uh, I know you want to catch as much of the keynote as possible. Uh, the organizers of an event never get to enjoy it. And so I get that. <laughs> and I want you to enjoy it. Yes. So we'll cut you loose. But thanks for giving us a call again from uh, La Paloma. Uh, statewide economic developers are here in Tucson getting uh, a, a sense of the region. That's always a good thing. Amanda, we'll talk to you soon. Have fun today. And thanks for calling in. Thanks, Zach. Bye. We're going to a bottom of the hour news break. When we come back, uh, a few more words from me. And then Justin Lukasevich is going to be with us. He's the new CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. We'll get a feel for what's the future of that organization and some of their new initiatives. We'll be right back here on 1030 The Voice. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wien of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. 
Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. If you're just joining us, you are listening live here to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, here on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. A fast-moving hour here. We just heard live from La Paloma, Amanda Bruno, uh, project manager for the city of Tucson's Department of Economic Initiatives, and her role as co-chair uh, of an an Arizona Economic Development Conference, an annual one that is being hosted here uh, in Tucson. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown on uh, the, during the fall of last year. They're serving up the juiciest burgers, a little bit of hot dogs, some ice cream, milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social at Little Love Burger and mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with me, your host, Zach Yenser, for a 15, 1-5% discount off your next order. Uh, and a listener uh, remarked uh, here as we kind of start to change gears, Matthew Earl Jones, the state film director, uh, we'll be on a panel here in Tucson tomorrow uh, about film in in uh, in the state and how the state can become more uh, inviting uh, to those in the film industry who used to come to Tucson and Arizona frequently, um, but are now uh, picking other destinations uh, that have more incentives and tax friendliness. Um, uh, a few more things from me. Uh, again, a fast moving hour. Justin Lukasevich is coming on. He's the new CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership, but a report that just came out three days ago here at the beginning of the week by George Hammond, the director of um, the Economic and Business Research Center at the University of Arizona, shows that uh, as of March 2022, Tucson has only added back or replaced 83% of its pre-COVID jobs. That was below the replacement rate for the nation, below the replacement rate for the state and below the replacement rate for all metropolitan areas in Arizona except for Sierra Vista. When compared to peer metros in the West, Tucson's job recovery rate also falls near the bottom of the pack ahead of only Portland. Job recovery has varied across industries um, in in Tucson. So it, it, these are 
these are these are numbers uh, that are not uh, that are not good for Tucson. We're seeing some lower unemployment rates, which is uh, which is encouraging. Uh, but in terms of replacing the jobs that we had in Tucson uh, pre-COVID, we are continuing to trail the state, the nation, the region. The, it just that it continues to be that way, and and I think the important reason to bring that up is that up until now, up until this report that was just put out by uh, George Hammond, uh, you and I here on the air have been using the October 2021 numbers, uh, and there's honestly not been that much change, but there was some wondering, you know. Uh, Tucson always recovers a little bit slower uh, than than the rest of Arizona and the rest of the country. Maybe a few more months of recovery would improve the numbers, uh, and, and they have ticked up a little bit. Right? It was I think seventy seven, seventy eight percent of jobs recovered in October. So we've recovered five percent more jobs um, here in that time in Tucson, but we still lag the rest of the state, the rest of the nation, and the rest of the region. And I think that's important to bring up uh, when <clears throat> when we are talking about economic development. And I know this sounds really simple, and this is not meant to detract, per se, from the work of so many people that I know personally who are involved in economic development and are doing the work and are good at what they do. Um, but if something is not working, you change it. <laughs> I'm laughing because after that lead up, I think everyone probably expected something more shocking. If what we were doing in the region around economic development was working, if we were doing good enough, if, if, if we had the right strategies in place, if we had the right industry focuses, if we were doing the right uh, things to help ventures start up and fund them, if we were doing it right, these numbers would be different. And whether you're talking about gross domestic product uh, of the Tucson region, there's so many metrics where we are falling behind. And if what we were doing was working, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. So I'm saying we need to have a different conversation. We need to do something different than we are doing. Our economic development strategy is not working. And I've told you what my ideas are, but somebody has to bring the ideas um, because the numbers don't bear out success. I want to fit one call in if we can here, Matt, before we go to break. Uh, Justin Lukasevich is in the green room for our uh, 945 conversation. He's the new CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. But let's get Rick on the line. Rick, thanks for calling and waiting a sec. You're live on the air. Hi, thank you. If the Republicans would just get out of the way in Pima County, in Tucson, and let the Democrats do their job, they're an impediment. They're impinging the Democratic Party. You've got Steve Christie that, uh, that holds back the Democrats on the Pima County Board of Supervisors. And I blame him of all the elected officials. He is the worst. They can't do the Democrats can't fix anything with Republicans put it dragging their feet behind him and holding everyone back. If the Republicans were free uh, or were not free to impinge on the Democratic Party in Pima County, we would be a paradise, a financial cornucopia, cornucopia of, of cornucopia. prosperity. Yeah, cornucopia. Rick, uh, we, Rick, yeah, before, so before you, I blame, blame Rick, the before you jump off, I, <laughs> Rick, before you jump off, I have to ask. 
Uh, is this satire? Well, come on now. I'm, I'm always uh, I'm always very earnest in my opinions, but uh, if if you look who's running the show, then I guess you can you can make your own assessment on that. I appreciate the call, and, and, and I wasn't being tongue in cheek in my question. I I, uh, I as I get live listener feedbacks in a variety of ways. I had someone message, and uh, I just wanted to make sure. And 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 look, you know, I. Um, I, I'll answer this when I think your your point is your point is well taken. I I try not to pit party against party on the show, but there indeed have been uh, there has there have been institutions and systems and processes uh, that have been uh, majority led by one party and majority led by often similar individuals uh, within our systems of government here for a long time. And I am seeing that by the data that things are getting worse and not better. I, I, I want to say this before we go to break. I am a registered independent uh, because I am an independent. Uh, I, I don't wear team blue shirt or red shirt on the show. What I do look at is the data. And I think the point that Matt, that Rick is trying to make is that uh, we we have had decades of I think one trajectory uh, of vision and 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 philosophy and ideas, and I'm not sure that we are seeing, if you ask the average Tucsonan, that we are seeing the results. So so Rick, you caught a, you caught a few people off guard. I think your point is is well taken, um, and and there, there's my response. When we come back from, oh, go ahead, Rick. Rick, I think we got to let you go. Uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back from a break, uh, Justin Lukasevich is on, the CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. We're going to talk about his vision for the organization on our way back. We'll be right back here on Tipping Point 1030 The Voice. Check out the podcast at kvoi.com. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down, from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their bee on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offer. 
We have exciting news to share here at Impact of Southern Arizona. We have expanded our food bank into a grocery shopping style experience where over 500 families a month come in for food, clothing, and support. Now, Impact needs you. Can you or your business put on a food drive for food and hygiene items that others would normally go without? Learn more and contact us at www.impactsoaz.org. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. This is Bill Buckmaster, UA President Robbins at noon on 10:30, Tucson's voice for trusted news talk. And we're back Tucson and all the Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. A fast-moving, fun conversation here on this Thursday, Friday Eve edition of the show. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. We've been talking a lot about economic development in the region, mostly spurred on by our live calling from the team uh, with the Arizona Association for Economic Development. Their annual conference looking at the state of economic development across Arizona is right here in sunny Tucson, uh, Arizona, but we're gonna. Uh, it's somewhat related, but a completely different conversation uh, with Justin Lukasevich, uh, the new CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. Uh, this segment is brought in part uh, through our partnership with Vantage West Credit Union, uh, and uh, it's a central customer, essential supporter campaign. Uh, where it is our job, certainly coming out of COVID-19, to support the organizations that we care about that are doing good work. And in doing so, we highlight organizations and companies, public and private, that are innovating, that are doing good work, and that have uh, a great future ahead, thanks to Vantage West Credit Union for their support. And now on to Justin in the green room. Justin Lukasevich, good morning to you. Good morning, Zach. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's great to speak with you, and it's great to have you on in your new role. Congratulations uh, as the uh, president CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. Uh, you're not a stranger to the organization, um, but uh, you are in a new role, and I'm happy that you are. Yeah, thank you. Me too. It's been uh, really great to kind of been leading the program portion of the organization. Uh, and Casey Hill, our uh, former CEO, she just moved on. Uh, she's going back to grad school, and we're so excited for her. And it's big shoes to fill, but I'm excited to be hopping into the role. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Justin, give me real quick. We won't we won't land here too long, but give me real quick. What is Greater Tucson Leadership? I, I believe I don't have it in my notes, but I believe y'all have been around for 40 years now, nearing 40 years. Been a while in this community. Yeah, definitely. Well, we started in 1980, so a little over 40 years. Uh, and our okay. mission is to develop and promote leadership that impacts the greater Tucson region. Uh, and we do that in a couple of different ways. We have an annual class called Lead Tucson, which is for 
a variety, you know, anybody in the community who's looking to grow their leadership capacities and to learn about essentially the Tucson community. So we spend time deep diving into different areas like government, education, the environment, uh, and really taking people and getting them connected to leaders in the community so that they can kind of go out and be, you know, stronger leaders in areas that they find passion in. We also do a civic and political leadership academy where we train people to run for office uh, or run like a ballot initiative. We do that with former Mayor Jonathan Rothschild, the partnership with him. And we also run a youth program. So we just launched that this year. We're partnering with the Pima County Superintendent's Office, and we're taking kind of our leadership development process and connecting people and students to community leaders, and we're taking that into the high school setting. So we are busy. Absolutely. And certainly in terms of looking towards the future, I wanted to speak with you about that newest initiative uh, before we cut you loose. But uh, Casey Hill is a a mutual friend, a friend of this show. She's been on uh, multiple times. She and her tenure really took Greater Tucson leadership to uh, to some really great new levels. And I'm not just saying that to be nice by the numbers. I like to be a data guy. Uh, She really grew. Uh, the organization in in a number of ways and in, implemented uh, a variety of new programs. Uh, but but what's your vision, Justin Lukasevich, as you take the reins from an organization that has uh, more resources and more initiatives and more programs? What do you think the role is of Greater Tucson leadership in Greater Tucson? Yeah, well, I love the Tucson community, and that's one of the main reasons that I got into this role. And I think that our organization can really be a part of growing, you know, many leaders in many different sectors and many different age groups. Uh, So, you know, I'm really lucky because Casey has been able to, you know, really take our organization to the next level. And I would say that in the next couple months, I really want to look at our programs and maximize them. So we're in our first year of the youth program. This is the first semester. We started it in December. Our first cohort is going to have their graduation ceremony next week. And we learned a lot during this first session. You know, how do we set up the curriculum? What things do we have the students learning over the course? How does, how does that flow together? So our goal as we take that into the next semester is to refine that curriculum and then be able to take the curriculum and take the program to more students across uh, Pima County. Our goal really is to be doing up to 50 students a semester, maybe more after that, and being able to move it around to different school districts. So over the four years that someone, you know, is in high school in Pima County, there's an opportunity for them to hop in in this program if they're interested in it. Uh, I'm also really looking at, you know, our programs as a whole, which populations are not necessarily, you know, being able to get into the program. So over the, the six years that Casey was in the program, we haven't really been able to get teachers to take it because it's really hard for a teacher to take off one day a month, which is how our program runs. Uh, our you know, adult program is a once a month event, essentially. So one of the things that I'd really like to look at is potentially we do a more accelerated version of our Lead Tucson program specifically for educators or administrators. Maybe that runs in the month of June and really look at a way to bring essentially a population that's not getting this development or not getting this leadership a development in their current way. So those are some of the things that I would like to do is maximize the current programs that we have and look at the different populations who haven't been involved and how do we bring them into the fold. Yeah, no, that's great, Justin. And I, I think, too, um, again, the, there's a number of ways that the organization is developing leaders. I think about this time that we are in, and I was talking to my, my dad 
uh, my parents, both of them the other day. And, you know, they were born in the 50s and 60s. So they've seen a lot. And even they said what we've seen in the last two years is mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, un- is really a lot in a, in a small period of time. It's not unprecedented. But in many people's lifetime, it's a lot packed into a couple of years. And I won't say the list because people have the list in their head right now. I think about Tucson, Justin. I think about the housing crisis we're in. I think about our lagging economic numbers. I think about, uh, you mentioned teachers, our our, uh, uh, English and math attainment rates are, are horrible in some of our largest districts here. This is a time for leadership if there ever was one. What what kind of leaders do we need and ha- right now, and how does that impact your recruitment and development of those leaders in the region? Yeah, we've been uh, last year. We did a survey of kind of all of our past grad- graduates, so we really looked to reach out to find out some of the impact that our program has had for people who've been through the program. And what we found is that ninety five percent of the people who have gone through GTL feel like they are prepared to manage unexpected events. And I think as kind of you said, the last two years, but the last five, 10 years have just been one unexpected event after another, after another. So I think what we do within our, within our programs is really teach people to be flexible, to look at what's happening. How do you gather the, the data? So not the spin of what's happening, but how do you gather the data as to what's happening and then make really informed decisions uh, for the best of the whole? We're a nonpartisan organization. So, you know, even in our, our Civic and Political Leadership Academy, our flagship program, we're really helping people meet people essentially on both sides of the aisle and having the conversation of like, how do we look at what's going on as a whole in our society and make the best decisions for the whole and push those initiatives forward? So we're talking to them about how do you build social force? How do you build, you know, a coalition of people who want to make a change and then go out and do it? And I think with our recruitment, you know, we're really looking to get a a broad swath of people from across the county to be in our programs. We don't want, you know, just to see all CEOs. We don't want just all students in grad school. You know, we have both of those folks in our program, but we want to get people like all along that continuum because as we look at these tough issues, as we sit down and talk about, well, in the environment, what's going on in the environment? How do we deal with it? Who are the experts that are dealing with it? You know, having those broad perspectives in the class helps everybody learn more because it gets you out of your echo chamber. It gets you out of, you know, your friend group that you're talking to about these things all the time. And it connects you with other people who are passionate about Tucson Tucson, and passionate about making change in our community. I, I could talk with you about the two programs you mentioned, Justin, for a while, the flagship Lead Tucson program and CPLA. Uh, but I really want to, in the time that we have left, I want to get kind of your vision for the youth leadership development program that you've developed. What what does that entail? What are you what are you training uh, those in uh, more of a high school environment on? Uh, I'm really intrigued. Yeah, definitely. So this is a partnership with the Pima County Superintendent's Office and the Workforce Investment Board. So we really the Workforce Investment Board has six job pathways. These are these are job routes that are going to be important in Pima County going into the future. And they're hoping, you know, how do we do more development of students in high school so they know what these job pathways are and that they see, you know, access points into them. So we put together a curriculum 
that does leadership development. So we're looking at, with the students, creating their personal mission statement, going through their values, looking at conflict management and how do they manage conflict, uh, how do they problem solve uh, and build to solutions. So the first half of the program is those things, those leadership development um, you know, outcomes. Then the second half of the program, we're really connecting people with leaders within those fields. So the students essentially get to meet people who are in um, space and development and defense. They get to meet people who are in emerging technologies and kind of see what's their pathway. How did they get there? What routes did it take? What jobs are in these fields that maybe I didn't even know existed, but now I've, I've found out about them and I'm interested in them. Uh, so we kind of do all of that stuff and they really get to look at, you know, the Tucson community from a different angle and leadership from a different angle. And then in our following class here, we're going to have young professionals come in. So they're going to, they've been talking to like the leaders in the field, but we're going to have them talk to people who are newer into their fields. So again, to see like, okay, what are, what are the first steps of my career pathway? And hopefully by the time that they're finished with the program, you know, they've met with new people. Uh, they have new viewpoints on Tucson, the community and jobs that they could even go into. Uh, and they're kind of building action plans on how to get there. So the goal of is very to do cool. that, we're doing it at Tinga Verde School District right now. That's who we're partnering with just to kind of, they were really gracious to say, okay, you have this pilot program. We're not sure, you know, what it looks like, but we're going to give it a whirl here. And then we're hoping to take it out to new school districts in the future. We have a, we're looking at uh, TUSD and working with them in the fall. That's very cool. I think one of the, this came up in a, a talk I was giving yesterday, and one of the difficulties is that we probably don't do enough in terms of workforce development, workforce training, and talent retention to get into the high schools and say, hey, here's what's available in terms of jobs and job paths in Tucson, uh, even as we're trying to grow all that as well. Here's the skills you need to grow as a leader and as a, a relevant member of our workforce. I think it's powerful to start that in the high schools, and then it gives people in that age group, a sense of, well, here's what's possible for me maybe in Tucson. And I think that's really important as well. Justin, it's been great to catch up with you again in your new role uh, as president of Greater, uh, our CEO of Greater Tucson Leadership. Before we do let you go, how can people support your work? Uh, and your, your work is very, very varied. Yeah, well, if people are interested in joining the class, we're taking applications right now. Uh, for the our main flagship program that is due at uh, the end of the month, so April 30th. And, you know, especially with the COVID pandemic, we have a lot of people who are looking for scholarships so that they are able to complete the class and pay the tuition. So if people want to go in and support people who are just looking to, uh, you know, grow their leadership, they can go to our website, creatortucsonleadership.org, click that donate button, uh, and send some money our way to help uh, support people in our community who need it. I love it. Justin, once again, thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Uh, thanks for all your work, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Justin. When we come back tomorrow, speaking of education, Dr. Ravi Gruvoy Shaw will be with us, governing board member of TUSD. We'll talk about math and English and those rates here in the education system. Hugh Hewitt's up next, Bill Buckmaster at noon. Tucson, we'll see you tomorrow.